Hello? Hello. Hi. Save the star bar. Uh-oh. You got to sign the petition. That's really going to save the star bar. That's going to do it. Save it. The star bar. Oh, you know what's a bummer? I have I have my Doom game up here. And it has music that's playing in the background. I don't think I can make it. Yeah, you're going to have to turn it off. Sorry. No more Doom. But I don't want to lose my spot. There's a way to save it, isn't there? There's got to be a way to save it. No, not when it's like a, you know, streaming platform from like wherever, whatever the <laughs> CZ. Well, you, were, you were playing SimCity on it and you were saving that game. I wasn't. I was just keeping it up. Oh. From the Czech Republic. <laughs> well, I don't know. What level are you on? I don't know, but I'm in the... I'm in... I'm in a far level. <laughs> oh, well. <clears throat> it's kind of quiet. Maybe I'll just have it on the background. You can't really hear it. Well, save the star bar. Save the, sign the, <laughs> sign the petition. Sign the petition. Have a stroke and sign the petition. Have a stroke? Well, I couldn't get the words out there. It was like I was having a stroke. <laughs> was- I thought it was part of the campaign. I was convinced I was having a stroke the other day. I felt uh, a feeling. It wasn't a pain. There was a feeling, though, that mm. that moved up the left side of my body and then ended in the right side of my brain. And I thought, that's a stroke. That's definitely a stroke. But it, again, it wasn't pain. It was just like this feeling of something. What were you doing at the time? Sitting, doing nothing. Were you watching something or thinking about anything? I don't remember. Every, my mind went blank after that. I couldn't remember my name. I couldn't remember my address. I was really panicking. Maybe Is that was, real? You really couldn't remember your name? Well, <laughs> I was. <laughs> I think I started panicking. I feel like that's pretty serious. I think I started panicking is what happened. Yeah. And then, then these things okay. manifested out of that. Mm-hmm. Oh, shut up with the siren. I don't know if you can hear it or not. I heard it just a teeny little bit. Just come on. And there's some woman outside talking, talking (laughs) loudly. Anyway, sign the petition. Save the star bar. Atlanta institution. The star bar shut down in 2019, but was reopened under new management in 2020. But now they want to knock down the building and create a new mixed use development. Ew. Of course they fucking do. Right. Damn it, Atlanta. Right in the middle of little five points. Little Five Points is known for its mixed-use charm. Well, can't they just... Listen, I don't mind progress. Like, I understand. But it just feels like Atlanta just tears everything down. And it, I think we talked about this before. Like, is it because... Like, almost like generational trauma. Like, the city went through so much trauma and like rebuilding. It's like, it doesn't hold sacred anything from the past. Mm, I mean, maybe that's part of it because that culture was never developed in Atlanta. And it's like, eh, whatever these buildings were here. They were burned down. We rebuilt them. We knocked those down. We don't care. But I, I feel like there's plenty of people around now who do care about those things, but you know, money, money developers. There's a lot of, 
land that isn't uh, the use isn't maximized if you <laughs> if you know what I mean because there's still you know like yeah. that whole strip on Ponce where it's, it's one story buildings set off the road with big parking lots you know that's very attractive especially since Ponce City Market opened and they say we can put a lot here we can build I mean up. and that's true I'm sure they make a lot of money you know and the city makes a lot of money from that yeah but one of the main things that they don't do is that, that they don't try to fit into the neighborhood they don't right. take into the account aesthetic of a of an area yeah there's no creative or thoughtful or intriguing architecture going in it's just all the same lame generic boring shit yeah because they could even like yeah you're right about the creative architecture like they could you shouldn't put something that's super like modern in that area or in that like footprint of the star bar if you're gonna if you're going to build something there let's keep it with the aesthetic of the neighborhood like put make sure it's all brick or has like an older charm to it or something it's so lame you can't maximize your profits yeah. you can't maximize your profits why would you do right you gotta build thing? it like cheaper so sign the petition and save the star bar because that petition will go a long way. I, I, it, I came across it uh, mm-hmm. and I put my name and then wrote a long comment. Like it matters. You're right. That this petition is worthless and it's not going to do anything. No, look, I know it's worthless. I know it's just a, yeah. it's a personal thing. It's like, when's the last time I went to the star bar? God, and I, before I moved, I'd never went to the star bar since I've gone back to Atlanta. Right. Me either. But I understand its significance in that neighborhood. And, you know, just the changing of Atlanta, I think the, the Ponce thing that's coming up because I spent a lot of time there and that is a place I'll still go. Like hang out at the local, not that I go to Gen- MJQ anymore, but even friends. <laughs> MJQ. MJQ is a young man's game. Even friends I went to recently. So, you know, because that's in my mind, I saw this petition. I was like, yeah, this doesn't matter. I'm going to put my name on it. And then I was motivated to say this doesn't matter, but I'm going to write a long fucking comment. About pretty much, I think, what we we just said. I wonder if I Sign can. my name to it and just repeat that comment. <laughs> and then put our podcast and say, listen to the first five minutes of our show, and then you'll understand. Damn, trying to promote our podcast through. through. The comment section? That's so lame. Yeah, I mean, people do that. I'm sure that yeah. they do. How do you even find what you posted? It's like, my God, they make this so difficult. Control F. No, 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 the, no, I'm not in the site. It's, oh. it's just that you go, here's the email, post it to Facebook, send a message via WhatsApp, tweet to your followers. I don't want to do any of those things. That's not what I want. I just want to see the fucking petition. I don't want to tweet. Should have never put my name on it in the first place. Is it like, it's all shameless or something all, with the petition sh- on? Yeah, of course. That's the. The standard. Is that the only? Do they have a do, do they have a monopoly on petitions? Have any of these actually ever done anything? Have they ever gotten <laughs> to a point where it's it's changed the thing that people want to change? Maybe if you go to like a city council, something. But even then, there's people above those people. Like they're not. You're not talking to the city planner, are you? At a city hall board meeting or something. And what are they going to say? Like the people, Hey, I listen to the people, JK. I listen to 
people paying me to do my job and it makes the city money. Like on paper, it's a good decision. But when you're talking about people who live in a community, maybe we could come to a compromise, like we said, about you know changing the architecture, making sure it's this or that. But ugh, even then, that would be such a... They're not like doing a, that. They're never doing that. But what's it called? A, um, the a, a bureaucracy of like decision-making, and it would take forever. Good, good. Because if you do materials. that, that's the whole point. You wrap it up so it never gets done until the mm. developer gives up. Like, fine, you know what? It's been fucking six years of this. I'm done. You win. That's ultimately what you want to try to do. You just wait them out. You make it so difficult. It's not like the developers who come in who do take the community into mm -hmm. account to no, do any shit. better. Because the, think of the Highland Inn. Oh, we're opening it as Otto's apartment. What the fuck is that? It's nothing. It's arbitrary bullshit that you made up. It has nothing to do with that section of Atlanta or what was there before. What Otto. is it called now? Otto's apartment. My apartment? Like Otto? No, Otto. O-T-T-O. Oh. <laughs> Why is it called that? Exactly. Why is it called that? That's the question. Well, but we, we thought about the building. They wanted to preserve the rich history by making Who's sure. Who's Otto? Who knows? Nobody knows who Otto is, and maybe nobody knows what the hell we're talking about anyway. If you live in a place and there's something that you like, and the, the, the place that you like is going to be knocked down because some greedy asshole wants to build something that he can charge yuppies a lot of money for. Just apply mm -hmm. it to this. That's, that's what we're talking about. Star Bar is an important part of music history in Atlanta. That is a comment somebody left. Oh, great. This is an Atlanta classic. Yes, wonderful. This is an Atlanta classic. Save the Star Bar. Atlanta tears down too much. Tears? <laughs> it's tears. But they're spelled the same. And preserves I can't too spell little. Steel right ever like whether i have to write i usually have to type steel and then i realize oh it's steel make sense i think so but i'm being distracted by this one comment my children's pediatrician used to be in that building that's the <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> okay yeah okay we should save it because your child went there Oh, I have an important comment. I'm going to put this in. Hey, my children's nutrition. Okay. My, my okay, comment's mom. buried now. I don't even remember the day I put it up. It's oh, buried. No. doesn't matter. Everything we said would be there, right? It's like we just said it all. I use my real name. Good. People like, why the fuck this guy writing? He doesn't even live hey, here. Bruce. You mean yeah. the guy from New York that's like the city housing somebody? Yeah, fuck that guy. Ruined my life. Mm-hmm. No longer the only Greg Roos. Not even that. It's like it's not even that I'm not the only Greg Russ in New York now. It's like this guy has negativity attached to him. Mm. Scandal. Mine mine, of course, is the longest. People I found it finally. Make it a historical building. They can't touch it. I loved having the chance to film bands at the club and hanging out in the green room. Oh, thanks, Matt. What a wonderful comment. Yeah, what like a name droppy, like a humble brag. Mine's very long. I love hanging out in the green room where people weren't really allowed. I have this, this thing in me where I'll write these essays sometimes. Like it fucking matters. Can't believe I spent so much money on this. I mean, time. Money. Time. Time is money. 
<laughs> See, I had a stroke. I told you, I had a fucking stroke. Are you okay? But time is money, so that still made sense. There was a lot of time that I spent writing this. Considering, I no, considering I no longer live in Atlanta, it'll be easy for someone to dismiss my care on this issue with some predictable and hack comment along the lines of, what does it matter to you? There's no direct impact to your life, or it's the speed of business. And with This you, is what you wrote? Yeah. Or it's the speed of business, and with you not being around, you just can't keep up. Nothing personal. So be it. Nothing was going to change your wormy little brain anyway. What my, <laughs> my God, you're insulting the reader? No, I'm the person who would come in and start, start to dismiss my comment. Okay. What do you mean? Okay. No, that's not I'm vague. Listening. It's not vague like that. Again, consider I know, considering I no longer live in Atlanta, it'll be easy for someone to di dismiss my care on this issue with some predictable and hack comment along the lines of, what does it matter to you? There's no, there's no direct impact to your life, or it's the speed of business, and with you not being around, you just can't keep up. Nothing personal. And then, those are in quotes, me mocking a person who would say such a thing, and then I say, so be it. Nothing was going to change your wormy little brain anyway. So I'm just dismissing those people from the start, so then it can continue to make my point. Right? Got yep. it. What my distance does give me is a jarring perspective on all the change in Atlanta. Of course, things aren't going to stay the same forever, and there's change that is good. But a lot of what's happening in the city is soulless. When I come back after being away for a few months, it hits hard like a punch to the head. The shift in energy is palpable. Vibrancy, creativity, and inspiration have given away to the mundane and characterless. A lot of this has to do with developers having zero interest in the communities they're building in. I mean, why would they? It hurts the profit margins. When money is the only thing that matters, it's no surprise the buildings that go up are just as empty as the people who design them. Ooh. Yeah, pretty good, right? Yep. There's a whole other paragraph. Maybe if, there were, a, maybe if there were a desire to understand those who live in the neighborhoods, some of the pushback would calm. And I'm not talking about the lame lip service some developers give spouting their love of the city as they create establishments only accessible to the upper middle yuppie I want to live in the city but don't want it to be scary so get rid of anything that isn't like me crowd. Patting themselves on the back because they didn't knock down a building in the process. An adult slide or a ball pit doesn't make up for the destruction <laughs> you wreaked. You like that one? Yeah. Direct shot at... Slide. Yeah, direct shot at Pond City Market. Uh-huh. Which I think is awful. What an awful development. Bringing in the kind of people who don't understand the city. People want to be there because it's cool and it's status. But anyway, that's not the, the rest of the comment. The rest of the comment is this. Create something that fosters and encourages the interaction and collaboration that made places like the Star Bar great. At the loss of a little money. Don't worry. There's still plenty for, your, for you to pocket. Making you feel good about your otherwise bankrupt existence. Ooh. So that's it. That's what. Yeah, that's what's gonna save the star bar. They're gonna read that. That's it. Read that comment. Some community board and like this guy doesn't even live here. But feel that passion. Hear that. You hear a that. lot to say. And the developer will say, "You're right. You know what? I've I've just been wrong the whole time." That's right. His like little heart is gonna grow three times. I'm enlightened now. Save the star bar. Welcome to One Topic, where we stick to one topic. My name is Autumn Fisher. My name is Greg Russ. 
I figured out what the the people outside are doing. The, I mentioned in the pre-show that there's someone outside. They're talking very loudly. Another voice starts to chime in. I peer out the window at about a, a 60 degree angle. I have to look out the window. So I'm not uh-huh. looking. I'm getting to the side and looking to the right. And the building next to us has a roof that juts out. So the building's four stories tall, but it's longer in the back and it's only two stories tall. So you can go out, let's say on the, the third floor and then there's a roof. There's a, there's a dude getting his haircut with the <laughs> smock on and the woman's got the a little table set up with the barbershop blue water shit that the scissors and the what? combs are in. Really? Yeah. Just a man. That's like official. She has got the barbasol. Yeah. Doing just a normal haircut on the roof of a building in Brooklyn. And I don't, I, I think the guy came for it because one of the things that I made out in the conversation was on my way over here. So it's like, I don't know where he booked this, but apparently this is a new business that this woman's starting up. I'm ready for winter. I can't wait for winter. Get rid of these people. It's freezing. Go inside. No, I disagree. I think it's charming. No, it's not charming. Uh, did you hear that cackle? She just cackled. <laughs> just trying to get a tip. That's all she's trying to do. It's a fake laugh. Oh, man. Maybe they're friends. Maybe they've been friends for a long time. Well, I was going to say something about the age difference, but then I realized I have a lot of old friends. True. Because she's probably, she's completely gray haired and he looks mm-hmm. like he's in his 20s. Okay. <laughs> give me a tip sweet. give me a tip it's sweet in theory i understand why you think it's sweet but yeah. when you're trying to sit and enjoy your sunday because you need to decompress because you're always wound up and you're always stressed oh. and you want to relax you want to report record a podcast and you don't want to be interrupted or distracted then it's not sweet it's like I if i it, it's like if i went outside and did this podcast just as loud as i could it's super loud. Yeah, sitting on a roof. <laughs> anyway. Good, yeah. Hopefully it'll be I over mean, soon. I, I didn't have long hair. Yeah, they'll they'll their haircut will end at some point. Well, or she booked her full day. <laughs> yeah, she's just outside all day haircutting. It's funny because no one ever uses that space that's out there. I didn't even know it really existed. Like I could kind of see it, but I didn't notice there were tables and stuff set up out there until the other mm-hmm. day. Uh, I was looking online just to see what apartments were going for in the neighborhood. And there was an apartment for rent in that building and they were showing pictures of it. And they showed that showed that whole outdoor space on the roof. And at some point people had tables and a grill, which you're not allowed to have on a roof, but they had the grill and it butts up right against my building and is on the same level as the bedrooms right now. I'm a level above it, but it's right next to the bedroom. And I thought, my God, that's been there the whole time. Thank God nobody's used it because that could be really fucking annoying. And then today, wouldn't you know it? Oh, uh, you cursed it. Yeah. You 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 wished it into existence. I think it's been happening a lot lately. There's just been a weird connection to the universe. I've been thinking about people in my life who I haven't spoken to in a while. This happened twice. And I was like, oh, I should reach out to that person. And the next day they appeared in my life. Really? Yeah. And that happened twice. And you're having the stroke like things are happening for you. Something's going on. Yeah, I'm starting to think it really is just a simulation. What do you mean? Like you're the Truman and Truman show? Yeah, I'm the one, not you. <laughs> yeah, I'm a paid actor. No, you no, well, not like Truman show, like simulation, like you're not even okay. real. 
in Truman Show, they were actors, like you said. Right, but you mean like you're the center. Yeah, well, like the simulation, I'm the only one who non-playable characters, I think is what I'm talking about. That's right, what you I'm are. a non-playable character? Yeah, you're just there. You just exist to interact nah, with think, me. Yeah, I feel like that's a pretty, um, I feel like somebody who is a narcissist would say that or think that way. I'm not saying that you're a narcissist. Yeah, yeah, that term's yeah, it's watered down. That term doesn't mean anything anymore. When you apply it to me, I know me, I hate that. You apply it to but me. But I mean, it's like done. a true narcissist. Well, I think there could be a simulation where there's more than one playable character. Yeah, so maybe it's still a simulation, and sometimes I agree with you. Like all those people we've talked about, like the people that get married and then they just live their real super boring lives, and they seem happy, and it's confounding to us to think like this is your life, the same thing every single day, so fucking boring. That's your that's your life. They're non-playable characters. <laughs> so what you were a non-playable character and then became a playable character? Yeah, and that's why I was dying inside. Well, whatever the simulation is, it's starting to break down, I think. The glitch in the matrix. Ooh. Deja vu. That's real. Cons. Such an Aquarius thing to say. Cons. They're just cons. I'm confusing my Keanu Reeves movies, I know, but it's done on purpose. Yeah, what were you saying? Well, I say it was a glitch in the Matrix. Yeah, I know, but cons? Yeah, from Speed, when they hit the carriage, the baby carriage, and they think they hit a baby. <laughs> and then he says... Does he say it was cons? Yeah, he's like, cons. It was just <laughs> cons. Now you're going to make me look that up before we get into our topic. It was cons. I forgot about so many things in Speed. We actually do have a topic this week, so we have to get to it. And I wasted so much time talking about the star bar at the beginning of the show. All right, let's do it. No, but hold on. I have to find cans now. Cons. Cons. <laughs> Sandra Bullock, man. What? She was so naturally gorgeous. Yeah, and what are you saying? What happened? She's not anymore? Well, no, I'm. she um, got some stuff done, you know, so she's like a little bit overdone. I haven't seen her in quite a while. But God, like just the sweet spot of, of, of course, you know, speed. But then um, I loved that movie where she played like the computer person. Oh, my God. What was that movie called? I don't know. I'm just thinking of Miss Congeniality. I loved Miss Congeniality. We talked about we talked way too much about uh, gravity a few weeks ago. Oh, yeah. See, in Gravity, she's done too much. Like, she's overdone a little bit. Oh, here you Practical go. Practical magic. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I loved her in 28 Days, that movie where she's like an alcoholic and she's getting sober. I didn't see that one. I saw the God, one where she's she... such a great smoker in it. Every time I watch that, anytime I've watched that movie, I really, truly miss smoking because she chews gum throughout, you know, because all the addicts and stuff are all about gum and all this stuff and candy. And... Um, she's smoking and chewing gum and she just her and Sarah Jessica Parker are great smokers but it's so outdated love potion number nine you remember that one it's so outdated now now you have people smoking in a TV show and the reaction is ugh, ugh who would do that ew it's a shame smoking was cool <laughs>
full of cans. Are you sure? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. Oh cans. <laughs> cans. Cans. It was full of cans. There was no baby. Cans. All right. Well, Sandra Bullock aside. Hold on. I have to find that movie that she was in where she plays the <gasps> the net. Oh, yeah. I didn't see it. Ooh, the net is, you should just watch it just for the movie tech alone. You know how, like, they have to do things like, this is the internet, and this is how computers work, and this is what, you know. What year did it come out? Uh, came out 95. (laughs) Yeah, said that. So it's so fun to watch, like, what they consider being online means, you know, and what it looks like. There was like early days of it, America Online starting to become a little more commonplace. Right. And like the typing of like, hmm, I just need to do this. (laughs) (laughs) Well, right now it's only got a 5.9 out of 10, according to IMDb. Oh, I don't know how actually good it is. I loved it, though. I wonder if you can... Oh, no, 43% of Rotten Tomatoes. But I wonder if people go back and retroactively change ratings because it didn't age well. Or Just if because of the tech? Yeah. Like, maybe ah, at the time, was- it was a better... Enable ads for Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes doesn't allow you to use an ad block now. Get out of here. Wow. I'm done. I'm done. I'm not using it. I also loved Love Potion Number 9. That's a real, like, campy, cute, stupid movie. What's the latest thing she's done? I'm looking at it now. Uh, she's producing a billion things. Oh, Bullet Train was the last thing. Oh, that thing didn't do so well. People no. People were excited. They thought it was going to be a great movie with its all-star cast, including Brad Pitt in the lead doing just a kind of a goofy role. What is it? Yeah, I think it's based on some other written work. Man, they IMDb did Brad Pitt dirty because if you click on Bullet Train and then scroll down to like the top cast, his he's first, but he's got like the goofiest fucking picture you've ever seen of him. <laughs> Who decides on those things? <laughs> I don't know, but it's a real stupid it's like, picture. He's like, it's like uh, TMZ when they choose the worst photos <laughs> they can of people. Yeah. Oh my god, you know those clickbait things that you see on like shitty websites? Mm, I don't what <laughs> there's plenty of clickbait okay, things. Okay, I'm sorry. You know, like at the bottom of the page, it'll be like a skin rash or something, and then it'll be like this miracle cure. Yes. So you know. I heard about this one where it was like this dog refused to give this pregnant dog refused to give birth. And it's shocking to know why, you know. And it was one of those slides, you know, where you have to go through a billion of these pictures with like two sentences on each one. And then every second slide is an ad. Yes. <laughs> okay. So it's this whole story where this, <laughs> of course they do that thing where it's like, they give you just a little bit of the story, right? Like this dog is pregnant. Um, it uh, won't give birth and like people don't know why. And then it goes into like, Dogs were first, you know, domesticated 20, like 100,000 years ago. 
goes into the history of dogs. And then it finally gets to like the story of the dog. And it says like a chip was implanted and like it wouldn't give birth because it like knew that there was this chip implanted because these dogs were highly valuable. And it just goes on and on and on like a billion slides later. And at the end of it, of the of the presentation, it says this was a work of fiction. <laughs> Got double scammed. If you, if you search for that type of story, like art, um, whatever it is, there's all these different. This pig won't give birth, and here's why: like this horse refuses to give. Birth. I can't believe you clicked through the whole thing. No, I just heard about it, and it just oh, where did you hear about up. it? What's that? Where did you hear about it? On a the, a woman that was explaining to me that she was going through that and ended up. <laughs> At that place and couldn't believe it. <laughs> Shouldn't surprise me that now they're just making up the stories. I know. You can find those. If, I mean, meaning you can find summaries of those so you don't have to click through. There even may be a subreddit. Oh, absolutely. They would have lost me at the second slide. I'm like, I'm out of here. Yeah. I mean, they always do that too. They, like you said, they run through the history of dogs and it's like, I don't want any of this. But the more clicks... The more money yeah. they make. More like eyes on ads, I guess. And then maybe also stuff that you hover over. I think they keep track of that too, right? Yeah. And then they make it tricky. So you click the wrong thing at least once. Oh my God. Yeah. Like those fake play buttons. Yeah. On a video. What a gross place the internet is. I know. It really what a, is. Stupid. What a so disgusting stupid. place. Anyway, moving to the topic. Yes. You sent me this topic at, what, two in the morning? Did I really? Yeah, I think it was around two in the morning. Maybe it was one thirty. Maybe it was one. It was late. Yeah. Let's see. You said, uh, where is it? Oh, it was one fifty-seven a.m. Let's mm-hmm. talk about jealousy. And I was like half falling asleep at that point, And I saw the text and I said, nah, whatever. I'll respond in the morning. And uh, then I thought, though, because you sent it at two in the morning, wanting to talk about jealousy. I'm like, uh, what are you dealing with? What do you got going on in your life? Like you met someone at the yacht club and then suddenly you're their property. Oh, my God. Where are you? Who are you talking to? I don't like the fact you do a podcast. Where are you? No, it was not that at all. I think I'm just up late because I've been working at the yacht club. So. Like I'm up later. Did you work yesterday? I did. How much did you make? I made, I like, think like 150 something. Fuck. I was going to say if it's under 200, I don't think it's worth it. Oh, it's absolutely worth it. Because then on Friday, I also, I made like 120 something. Yeah, no, <clears> but it's a lot of work. Eight hours, right? Nah, six. Six hours. Mm-hmm. Do you also get the $2 and something cents pay? <laughs> Yeah, I think it's like three seventy five or something. Hey, that's fine. Like, uh, I mean, do you actually get any of that, or is that that thing where it's like it's all taxes? It's probably taxes, but I don't know. I don't really care. Whatever I'm making is more money than I would have been making. So, all right, so it's like twenty twenty five dollars an hour. Yeah, it's cool. How much do you think the bartender's making? I don't know. Fifty. No. My price. My tables are racking up bills way faster than a bartender would. It's not crowded like that then. Like the It's not because it's a mem- you know it's not like a restaurant, you know, it's a 
it's a restaurant in a club. You have so, to split the tips. Uh, no, but I pay out. I tip out bussers, uh, the two bussers, and a food runner oh, and the bar. Oh boy! So they take your money. That's no big deal. It's fine. How much would you have made? So you made let's say one fifty. Once last night, I would have made three fifty, and you had to tip these I, chumps out. No, not that much. I would have made. I think last night was one ninety something. All right. What's the percentage of tip out for these people? Fifteen percent um, split in half if there are two bussers. Ten percent for the bar and like three percent for the food runner. All right. So I guess bartending isn't the thing. I, th- I would think that there was people. They had a long day of golf or yachting or polo yeah. or croquet. And then they come in <laughs> and they're hanging around the bar with their sweaters tied around their necks. So the bar inside the restaurant is not that type of bar. I mean, people do sit up there and we'll have dinner or appetizers or something. But it's really the outside bar that's called the Burgi bar. A Burgi is the special flag that yacht clubs have that have a special symbol on it that shows like you're a part of that yacht club. And so there's a bar called the Burgi bar that's outside by the pool. And that one is like the partier place. So people will hang out outside there and have drinks and like sit outside and it's nice. So I think that they're making the money outside more than the bartenders making. Until it gets cold. Then the bartender inside will make all the money. Yeah, possibly. All right. But anyway, so, so yeah, I was just thinking about it because I typically, I just wanted to see what you thought about jealousy also, because when I think about me, gin blossoms, that's what I think of. Hey, jealousy. <laughs> hey, jealousy. Um, I don't think of myself as jealous and I feel like to be jealous, there's probably like a pretty, a, a weird spectrum of jealousy because true jealousy versus you're just insecure about either yourself or the relationship, no matter what type of relationship it is. What were we watching? 90 day fiance. No, I wasn't watching. It was two in the morning. I don't know. It was just like it popped in my head. <laughs> this pops up on 90 Day Fiance quite a lot. Yeah. I think the way that people react, there's a lot of jealousy tied into it. But all right. Just, well, just to end when your- you look like um, Kimbali next to a beautiful like African queen, bald headed, like cool ass looking chick, it could make you feel pretty insecure. Yeah, and she probably has every right to be insecure because that guy yeah. is totally cheating on her. But <laughs> there's no way that he's not. Well, he's there's no way that he's actually in these relationships, right? Soldier boy. Yeah, and like baby mama Lisa, is that her name? Yeah, I don't know what his game is ultimately. But okay, so this is just an arbitrary thing. It wasn't something you were watching. There's not no. a yachter who now has claimed you as his property. <laughs> no. <laughs> Everybody's super old. Yeah, I think that that may be even worse. Meaning the older people are probably more jealous. <laughs> I feel like as I as I've gotten older, the less jealous I've become. Not that I was ever super jealous to begin with, but when I was younger and it was tied to an insecurity, um thinking why is this person even with me in the first place? Why wouldn't they hook up with someone else? 
you know, it being in college and uh, going to Georgia State, but having my girlfriend go to a frat party at the Georgia Tech campus where there's actual frat houses. I'm like, what's going on there? And, you know, it's giving zero credit to the other person. Like when I was feeling jealous in those instances, um, and it was all made up in my head. It's like, what could mm-hmm. happen? What's happening at that party? I know the way dudes are. These guys are going to try to do this. They're going to hit on her. And like she has zero say in it. <laughs> or if I did think that she was the kind of person who would go along with it, why would I be dating that person? You know, those things don't come into play <laughs> that early on. And then it's a stupid point of pride with guys quite often too. It's like, and how dare a guy hit on my girl That's showing me up, not showing me respect. And, yeah. you know, then people have to bow up and fight over it. And it, I guess it still happens quite often. Uh, or maybe not quite often, but more often than it should, which it would be zero. But, you know, guys in public, one guy glances at a woman, the woman's boyfriend, husband sees that happening, has to start something. See, does all jealousy come from insecurity? Probably. I mean, what? so if you, I know it's hard to say because you claim to have never been jealous. No, I have been jealous. All right. Well, what's, what are some instances? Um, Travis's friend um, from high school. She is super cool. I love her. I think she's interesting and beautiful and creative and artistic and really interesting so better than you in all ways and why wouldn't you prefer (laughs) to be with her i just think like and she's from wisconsin like (laughs) for some i felt insecure around her because i thought she was cool and then i think one time he might have called me her name on accident when we were talking about her and i used that to like sink into my jealousy and like insecurity. How do you react? Like, how does that play out with you? I think it was like a turnover kind of like shutting down for me. And did you make little jokes about it for the next year and a half? Remember that time you called me by her name? No. Mm-mm. You'd slip it Cause in. Cause it really so. like bothered me. Like I wasn't over it. Because it was uncomfortable and I didn't work through it. Because I also knew it was an accident, right? Like my logic brain was like, dude, he just misspoke. We're talking about her. And you already have yeah, this but in that, your brain. So. That's subconscious. The subconscious speaks the truth. So the <laughs> no, fact it doesn't that always it, speak the so, truth. So the the fa- feeling was there. So the fact that it slipped out meant that it was living rent-free in his brain at the cost of you i mean maybe i was bringing it to his attention and so he was thinking in that direction or maybe it truly was just an accident it really doesn't matter about anything his point of view it was really my i know it doesn't matter his point of view i'm just i'm just bringing that up because of the things the ways you can spin it in your own brain that's Mm -hmm. why i was saying oh the subconscious (laughs) but anyway I've used that. I've leaned on that a lot in this show. Anyway, that's how I'm moving on from things. It feels okay. lazy. Yeah, it feels lazy. What should you say instead? Any hoozle? Who knows? I'll have to figure that out later. I'll have to refine after this this episode. <laughs> okay. 
So this is the but only yes, time. I don't know. And, and I, I've never been. Um, I, uh, see, it's hard to say that I've never been jealous because I haven't ever really been in a relationship where I wasn't trying to be cool and chill and no problems. Well, of course, I, I was going to say that's all your whole act. I'm not jealous. Yeah. Like, I think everyone feels it at some point into different levels and varying degrees. And, you know, it, it ebbs and flows, I would assume, in mm-hmm. life. Maybe some people are just constantly jealous. But I don't buy it that no one, like, our person has never felt it. Like, I've never been jealous, not even for a second in my life. Yeah. Even though you like to play it off that way quite often. I'm just, I'm just, I just don't think about things like that. I'm open and understanding. Well, I mean, I don't think it's that I'm open and understanding. I think that I feel like things are pretty reasonable. You know, like there are going to be times when someone's attracted to somebody else. And there are going to be times where, uh, where that happens. And I don't, I don't feel super insecure about myself. Except sometimes I do. <laughs> You know, like if we're at the pool and Travis's girlfriend is there and she's very fit and I think like, oh, I'm a squishy whale or something. <laughs> but then I also can quickly be like, oh, well, nothing I can do about that. I mean, I am doing, you know, not nothing, but like at least in this moment, there's nothing I can do. So just try and be chill. Yeah. Well, that's just comparison at that point. I, I mean, I think it shifted away from jealousy because you're not with Travis anymore. Right. No, I'm not really jealous. I guess, I, I guess like, again, it's, I mean, there are times where the line between insecurity and jealousy, I think, can get pretty blurry because if your girlfriend really is sort of looking around at other dudes and giving a lot of dudes another, uh, other attention, that can make you jealous and that doesn't mean you're necessarily insecure, but maybe it does mean you're insecure in the relationship because you don't trust the other person because they continue to show you something then that you don't like. Something like that though, I think is also dependent on the person. It's fair if you don't want to be with a person who's going to flirt constantly with other people. Sometimes mm-hmm. people do just flirt. That's how they are. They're flirty by nature and they don't really want anything more than to just flirt. As a, well, as me, not just, I was going to say as a, as a guy. Well, let me make that, I guess, let me make the, as a guy blanket statement first. I feel as though quite often there's this idea that's pushed on women that it doesn't matter if you're just flirting, guys are going to take it yes. in a different way. Then they're going to come at you and they're going to try to make a move on you. And even if I trust you to say, no, I don't want you to be in that situation. Like, and a lot of that also comes into that, that, that stupid territorial stuff comes into play a, a little bit, as much as I pretend that I'm not an animal, I'm a robot. Some <laughs> of that does come in. I think some of that's built in by nature too. It's like, oh, there's a guy making a play on my girl. Uh huh. Now, do I ever really act on such a thing? Am I really even encountering such a thing? No, I'm not. And I haven't ever made a move, like gotten in a guy's face. Cause I feel as though I've, I've trusted anyone I'm with enough 
But yeah, you surely don't want someone that you're dating to have to deal with an aggressive guy. So that's part of it. Me personally. Well, yeah, like a protective something. Yeah, that comes into play. And, and you know, and who's to say that she can't take care of herself? Um, but, you know, some dudes, dudes do get a bit pushy and aggressive, handsy, mm-hmm. whatever it is. It doesn't mean that a person shouldn't be able to flirt or do what they want. They can surely handle it i'm sure that they've dealt with it quite a bit if they're a person who is flirty in public which then but makes then you why is that person so flirty well that makes you that was going to say the next thing is why are they trying to get the attention from yeah everyone i don't know there's probably many motivations or maybe just a few motivations and we could boil them down um and explore them but from a jealous standpoint the other side of that is me personally Someone who's so flirty and outgoing is probably not someone I would do so well with anyway. Just because. Yeah, because what are they looking for? What are they getting? Well, even outside yeah. of that, it's like, ah, oh, you're talking to every single person that we see. And I don't, if I'm around, then I have to engage in these conversations. If I don't, then I'm alienated. And maybe I seem like the person who's standoffish and that comes off nasty. So, you know, I, I don't necessarily want to date someone who's going to be talking to every person that they see. Yeah, it, it would sort of, as a, from a woman's perspective, I think it would be different if, if a guy is a social butterfly, that's sort of fine, right? That would make me feel secure in our relationship that we can be at an event or at a party and kind of separate and then come back to each other when we want to. Um, and not need to sort of be with each other constantly or anything. But then if a if my boyfriend or whoever is flirting with women, unless it was just their thing, you know, like maybe they're real schmoozy. And you just know that about them. But then that's because I feel like kind of secure in a relationship for me, there would have to be something that happens that would break that security for me. And then I would start to feel insecure and then probably jealous. Some people but are just charming. Then, it's like, whatever. Not everyone's schmoozy. Some people are just charming like me. The person what? who doesn't want to talk, who's not even trying to flirt suddenly has people fawning all over them. Oh, Greg, you're so funny and mysterious and dark. It's like, Hey, I'm not even trying. Sorry. Not interested. But if I was dating someone who was jealous, you know, what am I mm-hmm. supposed to do? Just by being my natural, wonderful self. People are drawn to me. I wouldn't be able to date someone who was jealous because they would have to deal with that. They'd have to say, he means nothing by it. That's just the way it's built. Mm-hmm. Nature has built him that way. To be so charming. <laughs> so charming. And magnetic. Hey, I can be charming. Yes, I- you can. And there is a magnetism for you because it, there's a little mystery. Like you don't hand it out to everybody. And I feel like uh, when I do connect with a person, it defaults to, oh, this he's giving me something that most people don't get. So right. that in itself means something. I don't do that on purpose. But I do think that if you even know me a little bit and interact with me, I'm not giving you much quite often. Like obviously I'll right. open up. And I will share things and I can connect with people. Um, but I don't 
tend to do it too much. And for the most part, I'm probably complaining about every other person. And you've probably heard that at some point. So then if suddenly you're getting something outside of that from me, it's probably appealing. It's like, oh, he trusts me in some way. He sees something in me. I've learned to not just give it all away all at once. And that's only been learned through like online um, dating apps. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Because I realized like if I'm too available, it seems like guys will sort of back away. You know what I mean? Like if I give them too much, then they're, they don't seem as interested. And then at the end of the day, even if they are interested, I'm not even really that interested. Well, a lot of these games that come about are annoying at the least. Why would a guy be less interested if someone he was interested in was available. I know there's the well, because fear. It's the very, because interested in isn't even like we've never met. You know, it's just a picture. It's just a profile. So it's like if there's no. It's like if you give the cat the mouse, he doesn't give a shit. But if the cat, if the, if the, if the mouse runs then the cat is interested. <laughs> it's a very real thing. It is. Yeah. There needs to be something left to to learn also mm-hmm. when you finally do meet up and for the first uh, several weeks, months of dating, if it's all on the table, then maybe it isn't as interesting for some people, but it also, if you're a person who's open, I don't think that should be a negative thing, but anyway, it's not, see, I just did it again, but anyway, that's not what we're talking about. Ultimately, we're talking about the jealousy. Yeah. I do think it's either born out of insecurity some of it's born out of machismo mm-hmm. with dudes ownership, which I guess could all still be routed back to insecurity. That's what I mean. It's like, I need to prove myself. This guy is acting more of a man than I am. So therefore I need to step it up and prove that I'm more of a man because God forbid if he is more of a man than I am, whatever the fuck more of a man means, then I won't be able to live with myself and my girl will leave me. And again, that's such a that's such a black and white sort of masculine way of thinking because women, even if the other person is more of a man, women will stay with the one that they love more than like, oh, this person's more of a man. Do you know what I mean? The, women are with ugly fat dudes because they love them, not because... You know, if they if they were more handsome, then maybe that would help. But a lot of women, they they they're a lot better at falling in love with the person, um, maybe at first than a man is. That's a real blanket statement. <laughs> I mean, I, I just this, mean typically. This whole thing <laughs> is making blanket statements about things. I've dated people who are a bit jealous. And if I think about the couple who were the most jealous, they were also probably the most anxious. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, I guess anxiety plays out in different ways because almost everyone I've dated is anxious. So when I say most anxious, I think traditionally anxious where it manifests in an open outwardly way. Some people keep it inside and are a bit introverted with their anxiety. 
but it would come out, you know, and I'm not always the most forthcoming person because sometimes I don't want to explain what I'm doing because I think that if the person knows that I'm doing this, then it's going to make them worry when I'm really just going to do some innocuous thing. So you're modifying, you're like helping them control their emotions, which is not. Yeah, it's like, hey, I'm just going to go out with some friends tonight, but I already know that you worry if I'm not around. And so therefore, I'm not really going to tell you what I'm doing, even though I'm not doing anything wrong. Now it suddenly seems very fucking suspicious. So (laughs) if word does come out, then it's like, why (laughs) didn't you just tell me you were doing this in the first place? And it feeds even more into your anxiety and Mm -hmm. then makes you angry towards me. Uh, This isn't happening currently, but (laughs) it... It did happen uh, with Christina too. She was, you know, because at some point she was overweight, lost a lot of weight, but I think had a hard childhood, was made fun of, was rejected quite often. Mm-hmm. And that played into things in the relationship. And again, like especially when I could become closed emotionally mm-hmm. uh, or a bit distant, which is just something that I do. I try to work on it. But it's there. And if I'm not doing a good job of explaining it, the other person's going to fill in blanks, assume the worst. And then that probably feeds into a bit of jealousy also. If I'm going out and I'm interacting with other people at that point, it's like, hey, well, you're closed with me. Why are you like, it doesn't have to be like on sexual terms right right. it could just be like you're hanging out with your friends and you're open with them and you're not open with me Uh, i even think about doing this podcast with you because i am still closed at times and distant and that's just the way i process things but you know if it happens to fall on one of those days that we're recording i have to come on this show and be a bit open with you even though there's surely times i've been completely closed during the show (laughs) Those are probably the days I'm needling you because I'm trying to create distance here. Yeah. But, you know. Love those. Not that Christina's getting jealous, but uh, Christina now, not Christina too, which was the one I was just talking about. I know it gets a little confusing. But I think about that. I try to think about that um, because it is a very real thing. It's like, oh, you're closed, but then this other person gets this thing that I'm not getting. Um Right. And this is me just trying to be aware of that because I know that that's happened in the past. I think that stirred a bit of jealousy uh, throughout my dating history. Uh, I think, you know, having long relationships. But again, that's an insecurity within the relationship. Yeah, it can be an insecurity within the relationship or just an insecurity with people in the relationship based on things that aren't true, but in their heads, Hmm. uh, maybe past experiences that they've had. Right. There's different reasons these things come out because some people just act on that because they've been burned in the past or this is what they've dealt with with other people. Uh, that a person is going to, let's say, cheat on them. They've been cheated on or they date guys that have a double standard where we're talking about the flirting where there's this idea that women flirting, what the fuck are you trying to get out of it? What's wrong with you? And, you know, I, I do believe that dudes being a little more aggressive is for me where a concern would arise, not Mm -hmm. the behavior necessarily in itself, but it's not fair to have a double standard. So then guys set that and then they go out and they're themselves and, you know, they're flirting and they're getting numbers and texting and doing shady shit behind the scenes. Um, So sure. I think if you've dealt with guys like that, 
in the past. It's not fair to bring it to a new relationship and automatically have it as the standard, but it's also understandable. Yeah, I think it is understandable. Um, but I don't really understand. I don't understand. Like, it's, gosh, maybe this is just me being, uh, um, sexist, I guess. Because <clears throat> when a, if a man is single and a woman is flirting with him, it is telling that man, like, open for business. Not to say that they're allowed to then just do whatever they want, you know. But it, it seems kind of wrong for the woman who is in a relationship to be flirting like that with a man who is single. I agree. If it's outwardly flirting... You know, some people just by nature being friendly, it's mistaken as being flirty. Yeah, so maybe like men who can't tell the difference between a woman just being a woman and a woman who's flirting, like they think she wants me. She wants it. That does come into play. And like someone, some woman just being friendly and talking, I'm sure yeah. quite often gets them into a spot where the guy's like, oh, hey, like, no, no, I was just talking to you. And that's, right. you know, that's not fair to I think it's why so many women don't want to strike up conversations with dudes that they don't yes. know because it's going to more often than not probably end up in that spot where it's a bit awkward like no that's not what I meant I'm sorry sometimes women just existing is seems like an open sign for men like I have boobs that are a little bigger and sometimes they exist in you know in view the tops of them right <laughs> get a shirt or something yes i'm not showing them off they're just existing in the world and sometimes men think that that means like that i'm trying like i'm signaling to someone that like i'm trying like i'm 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 in rut i'm in heat come and get it like no i'm just or you know you or that, turtlenecks even the, what's that she wear turtlenecks constantly right you have to dress like a Quaker. This is where all that shit comes from. I think just going to a bar, if you went to a one, if you go to a bar alone as a woman, I think guys take that as an invitation. It's like, oh, she's looking for something. Well, even on the radio show, I said that I went to the bar alone and I was annoyed that these drunk, you know, out all day sunburnt golfers were talking shit to me. And they treated it like it was my fault. I was going there alone. What did you expect? You're like, bitch. I expect to be able to exist that's, yeah, that's in the a, world as a woman. That's a bullshit response to that. It's like, sure, that is the expected result, but that shouldn't be the reason that you don't get to go to a bar alone. Yes, I should be able to exist in the world as a man does. Yes. And enjoy something or try something. The, the Just criticism. Just a woman doesn't mean I'm like, open for biz the criticism shouldn't be placed on you for going out and wanting to go to a bar it should be yeah. yeah that's despicable behavior from these guys it's a shame that it exists like that maybe there should be an awareness and uh, that behavior should be modified but no what did you expect i know and stuff like that listen i don't want to be a quote feminist you know and i don't really even enjoy thinking of myself as like, I'm a woman, and so I'm a part of womanhood. Like, I don't identify with every woman just because she's a woman. But it's it's discussions like that 
and attitudes like that where I'm like, man, men are so stupid. Women are so much better. <laughs> well, it, it does place an emphasis on it's our world. This is the way it works. So you need to change your behavior yes. if you don't like the way it works. And then it bleeds also into what we were talking about in another show about sex, you know, where it's women are the ones who are more difficult. I don't even say difficult. Women take more time to warm up than a man, obviously. However, in sexual relationships, men are the ones who sort of set the stage for how sex is going to go. And women just have to adopt themselves to that instead of the men who will like get an erection for God knows what and can hump away for, you know, like they're going to go to a brothel with a mattress on the floor. They don't give a shit if there's like curtains and nice whatever, like not all men, obviously, but like, you know, like animal men. Okay. And then women are expected to just like work around. However, the dude does it. <laughs> however, the dude does it. The dude it's the same it. thing. Like it's your world. It's the man's world. We just have to figure out how to exist in it. Which is a totally different discussion. And I know that it led naturally into this. But I hate that thinking. I, I, maybe that comes along with me not wanting to ex, uh, have negative feelings that are troubling or experience them because I don't like thinking that the world is like that. It's still prevalent, though, that it is the way yeah. the world, for the most part, seems to work. I mean, we went out a few weeks ago for my friend's bachelor party, and it was just laser tag and axe throwing. Like it was fun. Like honestly, it was fun. Um, but within the group, there's always you know there's an array of different guys. And one of the guys came in from L.A., but he used to live in New York, and I knew him before. Um, and he's an actor, but he doesn't you know he's not really acted in anything big. But he's just one of these guys that's always looking at women, commenting on women, mm -hmm. um, trying to pick up women. And at the axe throwing. There's somebody there to guide you, to teach you, and they kind of hover between two groups of yeah. just to make sure things are going okay. And she was young and she was pretty. And this guy, uh, I was talking to one of my friends, and I was like, How long do you think until he starts hitting on her? He's like, Oh, immediately. And, and part of his deal is at some point he's going to casually touch her on the shoulder. And as soon as he said that, we were looking at him interacting with her and like he, you know, brushed his hand across her shoulder. And, Whoa. but I'm just thinking, it's like, this is a woman who is at work. It's it, it, it being a dude who wants to get laid. Fine. That's fine. But you need to understand the context. She can escape. It's right. shitty to put her in this position because she's working. So therefore she's probably less inclined to tell you that you're making her uncomfortable if you are. And then if she does, she risks you reporting her. And if it goes too far and nothing is done, then she has to quit or she has to walk out that night and there's negative repercussions. But like, that's all the most extreme examples at the least extreme. It's she's just stuck there and has to deal with it. And it's like, this is to me, not acceptable behavior. It's like, understand the surroundings. And even if she is personable, it's because she's fucking working. It doesn't right. mean she has any interest in you. True. And this, this guy wasn't like so over the top, but it was enough for me. I was like, come on, just leave her alone. Just interact to be friendly. And yeah. that's the extent of it. But there's this idea 
amongst men. They see a woman they find attractive and that fine. Everything and else. And if that be woman damned. is nice to you, whether it's because it's her job or what, it's like, oh. <laughs> and and knowing that guys act like this, especially guys who do act like that, that's probably where a lot of the jealousy comes from too. Right. Like if my if my girlfriend is out in the world, she's just going to be dealing with this because I know I bother women constantly. <laughs> yeah, it's more of a commentary on yourself, like what you expect out of men. There is a projection. If I think the more jealous you are, it's at least coming from a man, the more likely uh, you're to act in the same way. Meaning like the thing that the behavior you're worried about a uh, man, yeah. that's, that's what's driving a lot of it. Yeah, don't trust men because they're all shitheads, including me. I'm a shithead. <laughs> to an extent. Yeah. Because if you're bothering women when they don't necessarily want to be bothered, then yeah, you're a bit of a shithead. And I don't just, dis- I don't, I don't. It's not an open invitation. Just a woman no. appearing in public. <clears throat> yes. Open invitation. She wants it. She just doesn't know it yet. It's my job to, <laughs> to win her over. And, and that sounds crude. With, with 30 seconds of rabbit humping <laughs> at the end of the day. He's not like going down on her for 30 minutes. And he doesn't care. He won't see her again. Yeah. Another notch. Like, yeah, all those guys high that talk five. a big game like, oh, guy, if you were with me, I would do it. Yeah, fucking right. <laughs> that's always, yeah, that's always weird behavior to me. Yeah. When guys take it upon themselves, they clearly see a couple together. And they'll interject. I guess it doesn't happen that often where they, like they'll flirt and they'll make comments. And then uh, as a guy myself, once I was walking when I was dating Molly and it was Halloween and she was dressed as a giant candy, like a (laughs) peppermint or something. Okay. And some guy made a comment about wanting to lick her. And it's like, what do I do in that situation? Like, do I say something? Because it's offensive and she didn't like it. But is it worth me starting a fight with this guy? Getting an argument? It's like we were walking together, holding hands. He didn't give a shit. What were you dressed as? Uh, probably the sexual predator. <laughs> which is not a costume. With your knuckleless gloves? Yeah, not a costume I could wear these days. <laughs> <laughs> I think that... When I was announcing for roller derby, yeah, I was Vance the Legend Donahue because I had had sex with hundreds of women unprotected and never gotten one pregnant and never contracted an STD or passed one along. Oh, yeah, and with a bunch of feminists, though, who were part of the roller derby. That's awesome, I'm though. surprised that even flew for no, any amount of time. it's parody. It's a joke. I mean, that was the, it was parody. It was making fun of guys yeah. who think they're ladies' men and shit like that but you're like the the villain in a wrestling match yeah that was the idea but still i think about it now in context you know it doesn't matter so much it's just you're doing that that's offensive (laughs) true but this was also 2006 so maybe it was a little different but in in a situation like that i just walked but like even as a guy i thought it's like yeah did i should i have stood up for her defended her it's like if the guy got physical then sure not that i want to get in a fight but i feel like at that point then we're getting in a fight here we are this has to happen um like it doesn't necessarily have to happen but if if 
I would get myself in a spot where it could lead to a fight. Yeah. But just I, a okay. comment. I'm not, I don't, I'm not really reacting, but then you question yourself after and you know, not that I'm worried that that kind of behavior is going to cause me to lose my girlfriend right. because I'm not going to be dating someone who's impressed by a guy who makes a crude comment offhand and is bold enough to do it, even though I'm there. But I do think that there are guys who feel less than to the point right, after like something like that. Like that would cut them to the quick. Yeah. So then that they, type of insult. So it leads to, your, to you as another man. So it leads to the type of jealous reaction. Ooh, like on. Maybe I was thinking about it because I was thinking of Jersey Shore. All this jealousy stuff. Because you have like Sam and Ron, you know? I know them a little bit. Well, just all the stupid fights that they would get into because they were just instantly jealous. Like if she saw Ron dancing with another girl, you know, then she would pout and then go find she found her cop friend and like was talking to him and gave immediately gave him her number <laughs> just to get back. Yeah. Just to get back. And then Ronnie left the club and JWoww followed him home. And the second, and then like Jenny, no, I'm sorry. Um, Sammy walks home by herself. She walks in and you know, JWoww and Ron were talking and whatever went home or whatever. And, and she was like, do you guys hook up? She like instantly thought that, yeah, Ronnie hooked up with JWoww just now. Well, I think that's a thing that women deal with is if they see someone they're dating, a guy they're dating with another woman, and that woman makes a move on him or yeah. at least flirts with him, that the guy has no control. It's like, oh, well, he's not going to be able to resist because he's a dude. And yeah. so, so fuck this bitch for even getting into that spot, putting him into that place. That's a thing. That's a real thing. I think that Sam and Ron are so upsetting because you end up defending Ronnie in situations. Or then you end up defending Sammy. And you really don't want to defend either of them because they're both idiots. But it's like, well, okay, so at first he was wrong, but then she was wrong. and then <laughs> One of my favorite moves, though. And by that, I mean not favorite. It just <laughs> it happens. Is if someone is feeling jealous, doing something in retaliation yeah. to make the other person feel jealous. Oh my God. So many fights with them ended up with him saying like, I'm going out tonight. I'm going to get so many girls numbers. <laughs> hey. He's like, I feel bad for the bitch who gets you next. He, he strikes where it hurts. He knows yeah. how to, to. I'm going to bring 20 girls home tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, overall, I don't know. I don't know if people have the wherewithal to figure this out. Like, you have to be pretty self-reflective and want to understand these behaviors. And I know that sometimes they can be pretty overpowering and not just give in to them or at least address and talk about yeah. the reasons surrounding them. I think uh, that's the important part is that you have to... Acknowledge that you feel it, bring it up with the person, talk about it, talk it out with them. But you also need the other person to not minimize like, oh, you're crazy. Oh, it's nothing. Blah, blah. Which happens because quite then, often. <clears throat> Go ahead. I said, which happens quite often. The person mm -hmm. brings it up. It's like, that's not what's going on. There's a defensiveness that comes into play for whatever reason, because that is what's yeah. going on. And maybe you like 
hitting on nonstop girls, girls nonstop. See, I can't mm. get my word order correct. That's stroke. I'm telling you. I know that's true. It's you, all the um, the universe magnetrons flowing through your head. That's what it is. The stroke connected me. They gave me a direct channel to the universe, and now it's just oh my god, like powder. You're like powder. <laughs> it's too much for me to handle. But in, oh. in a situation like that, when it's being addressed, the guy probably does know. Yes, I do flirt a lot. And I like the fact that I could get a girl's number if I wanted. I have to keep that part up. I'm not really going to cheat. It's not going to go to that. But I just need to know that I could. And like that's, yeah. that's you know, I guess you could have a conversation if the other person's okay with that, knowing that you just want to do that, but nothing's going to happen. But then, again, that, that takes a lot of self-awareness from the guy. Yes. I also wouldn't want to have that be the dynamic in my relationship, right. which is also fair if you don't want the person doing that. But the moment it's addressed, it's like, hey, you're doing this. No, you're just insane. It's because the person doesn't want to stop doing that. And at that point, you have to decide, all right, well, if this is behavior that I don't like and you don't want to change it, then this can't work. But most people right. don't want to make that decision. And so they just stay in the relationship and it continues. Continue Maybe to that feels like love. I mean, it's an emotion. It's a feeling. Mm -hmm. It's making you feel something intense. It's usually a relationship is so powerful. We fight hard and we love harder, which is bullshit. I don't think that fighting is a sign of a good relationship. Arguments, <laughs> disagreements. Yes, those things happen. Getting annoyed, even maybe every once in a while getting to the point where, you know, it escalates a bit and you raise your voice. <laughs> fine i don't think that that's even necessary quite often but sometimes you can get a, caught off guard or pushed a little mm -hmm. too much but if it's happening all the time it's not a substitute for love it's not a indicator of this is just very passionate and this is what right, comes I just out of care it. so much that to me is not a good relationship no. because working through the shit shouldn't have to escalate the escalation and the shouting and the screaming is usually just it all coming out at once. There's a bunch of shit that's been boiling under the surface and now it's exploding. And if it's happening all the time, it's like, wow, you're carrying around a lot of bad feelings for each other. Mm -hmm. Why are you still doing this? But people, I don't know if there's a fear that you're not going to find someone else. There's a pride. I, it's probably many things. Yeah. What you grew up seeing as love. Mistaking intense feelings for love, though, is wrong. It is. Yeah, it is. I mean, I was just gonna—I was gonna be—I was gonna say something like "fucking stupid," but I backed off from that and just decided to it's say wrong. <laughs> it's, it's wrong. It's—it's it's incorrect, is what I meant. It's, no, it's, I agree. I know that love at first can be a very strong emotion and feeling that can be fun and I feel like in a good relationship not to say that there aren't still strong feelings but things dull a bit they like not completely get dull it's not what I'm saying but I'm saying when things yeah, of course your brain acclimates to yeah when things yeah. settle I feel people need to replace that initial mm. feeling with other feelings that are just as strong, which is why sometimes 
there are these couples who will just fucking fight constantly because it's a roller coaster ride. And then like when you make up, there's such relief and it probably does trigger some of those initial feelings of love. I put that mm-hmm. in quotes because it's not love at that point. It's just, you know, infatuation. I'm not, and that maybe that discredits it. I don't mean to discredit it, but you know, it's not the same thing, but some people need it. You keep it going, keep the drama going. I was just thinking. And you're still just thinking. Seems sad. What's sad? Seems sad, but that's where you might end up, you know, that you end up just sort of creating little fires just so you can put them out together. (laughs) Yeah. If it's managed in a certain way, like even if, if you're aware of things and you address the things and you both say, hey, this is what we need. You can at least control it a bit, I guess. So it's not running wild and you're not obliterating each other and stabbing so it hurts <laughs> you can make the agreement like let's just start shit every now and then because we both need it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then you can't start shit because you know oh are we playing the game where we start shit? <laughs> true i guess it doesn't hit the same way how about maybe just at the end of it we realize like oh we did that thing you know at the end we started this fire because we were feeling disconnected or whatever but then maybe that minimizes it too and you don't get the same i mean like once it's through once you've gone through it it's too much for me i wouldn't want to deal with anything like that it's just talking about it sounds tiring i think it's hard enough to (laughs) to be in any kind of lasting committed relationship uh you know i'm the perfect example of that (laughs) having been through so many because I just I'm wasn't great at it. Why well, just wasn't Well, you're great at it because you're <laughs> great at finding people who don't address the things, but aren't confrontational. Yay. So perfect. you, so you both just exist without saying anything to each other. So that easy peasy that allows it to last for a long time. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, on the other hand, tended to date people who needed more because they were anxious and I wouldn't give it to them, but things weren't bad either. There weren't like these intense fights but there was like a two limit two year limit on them for whatever reason that seemed to be <laughs> where people had had enough and got fed up and like all right I'm done with this I'm just not getting anything from you right well at some point you had had enough too yeah of course i just wasn't the one to initiate the breakup right which then you tell people that then you start dating them then they're worried that's what's happening <laughs> it's like no <laughs> Like I'm much better now at communicating things before I wouldn't, I wasn't able to communicate anything in the relationship, things that I wanted. I didn't want to talk about the things that the other person wanted because usually it made me feel bad that I wasn't giving it to them and I would shut down. Like there was no, there was no, there was no way there was going to be zero success. There was no chance that any of it was going to work when I was operating like that. Um, but well, I'm glad it, you're not operating that way anymore. But it's still it's still difficult because I am a person who does tend to close off and shut down at times. And I have to not let that like that's part of who I am and that's going to be the way things go. But I have to learn to move through it instead of just saying, I don't know, this is happening and then leaving it that, um, you know, and I guess there is constant. I know it sounds very cliche. Uh, there is constant work that 
has to go into these things. And I guess that isn't fun for a lot of people. And a lot of people think that it should just happen naturally and it shouldn't be work and it should be easy. If it's right, then it'll just happen. And I guess I bought into that for a bit too, thinking, well, I think part of that is true, but just like a plant, right? Like a seed can fall and it will still sprout. But if it doesn't get the proper care, then it dies. It's not hard for a seed to sprout. It's not a big deal. No, but fucking. But it keeping, does take work for the plant to live and thrive. Yeah, keeping things. I I just have one little thing of clovers that like my grandma had, and when I went to my aunt's to help her move, my aunt had these like they're in a, just a little pot. Mm-hmm. And trying to keep these things, it's like give them too much water, then they start to I die. Know. Don't give them enough, they fall flat. I'm like, I don't, I can't. This is very difficult. I know. I agree. I have plants also that I'm like, I don't know. Are you dry? I'll give you water. I hope I didn't give you too much because I watered you recently. I don't know. This was a long episode. I don't even think we hit all the aspects of jealousy. I didn't I didn't, didn't even bring up the you know, like past relationships. Sometimes people are jealous of past relationships. Oh, yeah. Because there's this idea that that other person What is the idea with past relationships? The other person that you miss the other person or that you do things differently than the other, than the other person and you liked that better than what goes on in your own relationship now. Yeah, Stuff there's like a that. Com- comparison. Yeah. The Again, person, that's insecurity. It's all jealous. Ugh, it's all insecurity. The person was there first and got some of the things that you're getting in that relationship. Oh, my God. So. Like people who are upset. This isn't I feel like this is not as much of a thing, but like virgins or something. How many guys have you been with? <laughs> I mean, I think some people, guys especially get weird about that. Yeah. I think that's got to just be biology a little bit. But also thinking that the other guys were better in bed sure. and showing her a better time. And oh, I lost my erection because I thought about you enjoying sex with that. <laughs> God forbid a, a woman open up to you and say like, yeah, he did this really well in bed. <laughs> I get it, though. Yeah. I wouldn't react on it in a way that to make the person feel bad. But if someone said that, I'd be like, oh, look, I would question myself. Right. Introduces- Again, I really think that's about biology. I mean, just the way that we're physically built. Like, you know how like all types of animals and bugs have different penises and stuff. And they use they're usually weird or whatever for different functions. Yeah. Like it's the same with the man's penis. It's to like scoop out other men's sperm that might be up in there. (laughs) Is that real? Yes. Where did you read this? TikTok? I just know it. It's just a known fact that the head is designed that way so that it can like, and then women can ovulate from both uh, ovaries within the same cycle and have twins from different fathers. Because one egg's fertilized by one sperm and the other egg is fertilized by another. So that you can have like genetic. Oh, and the women, the reason why women, you know how like mammals don't develop breast tissue until they're pregnant or until they've had their their litter or their babies or whatever. Yes. It's to hide whether we're ovulating or not. So we simulate women, human women simulate pregnancy. (laughs) So that we can decide who it so we can decide who is going to be the better 
male. Yeah, like you brought that up. The, the better genetics. I think you brought that up recently. Yeah, I think it's really interesting. I just looked up this semen displacement theory, which is mm-hmm. what you were talking about. The way it's designed is to yeah, scoop it out. I don't know what the corkscrew is for those ducks. <laughs> Why, is, Why is that the design? <laughs> I don't know. Does a duck have like a corkscrew pussy? It's so stupid though. It's like, oh, my semen has to be the one that fertilizes. It's my genes. That well, it makes sense. On. Like, it, it makes sense. Why does it make sense? I thought the whole because thing was just for like your own genetics. Like, you want to spread your gen- your genes versus somebody else's. Why? What does it matter? You're gonna die. It doesn't fucking matter. Well, I don't think your body. Your physical body cares about that, or, you know. I thought the not, idea was you that's just an, that's a that's a that's a different part of your brain. I thought the idea was you just spread genes because you need to keep the species alive, and then suddenly becomes no, my genes are the ones that need to be. Well, spread. it's theory. It's the it's uh, evolution, right? It's the uh, the strongest. My genes it? don't need to be spread. What does that mean? <laughs> what am I saying? Survival of the fittest. Thank you. Yeah, mine don't need to be spread. We're past that, though. We're at the point where. I agree. But we are still human and we are still. Most of the genes being spread are genes that shouldn't be spread. I'm not going any uh, further than that. No, I get you. (laughs) Because that's not a path I want to go down. But I'm saying in in general. Sarah Silverman says she doesn't want kids because she's worried that they'll have her anxiety and depression disorders. So she, like, doesn't want to put that on a kid. Yeah responsible responsible thing to do yeah all right hit the music where did it go oh my god hit it johnny no oh oh god because i had to look up the semen displacement theory i was going to (laughs) play the gin blossoms to take us out but now we're oh cute play that because no i didn't have it i had it loaded then i didn't everything could be all right Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening, everybody. What? <laughs> Nothing. I said the same thing you did. You weren't you weren't saying it. And I said, thanks for listening. And then you started Cute. saying Cute. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye, hot sauce. Bye, hot sauce. It's not handmade anymore. <laughs> it's not handmade. There's a giant factory now. It is still handmade. No, no. It's, but it's fine. Still s- small batch. Small batch. Small batch. Small All right, batch. thanks everybody. Like and subscribe, rate and review, tell your friends one topic 15 hoffenpepper.com. Love you, bye.